You're listening to Fitness Beyond Aesthetics. I'm your host, Estelle, and I'm super happy that you're tuning in today. I'm a certified personal trainer and life coach whose life within the health and fitness world has been pretty all over the place. So no matter where you are within your fitness journey, I can probably relate to it on some level. I know that fitness is for you and that you have a valued place in this world. I've had my fair share of ups and downs, insecurities, and honestly feeling like an outcast from exercise and fitness. Little did I know that I'd actually become a leader within this space and help women from all walks of life gain confidence, find freedom and understanding, and feel at home within the fitness world. In this podcast, my goal is to help you fall in love with exercise, become amazed by yourself, create healthy lifestyle changes, and break down that confusing gym and lifting stuff so that you can feel welcome and at home within the fitness world. Everyone is welcome here. Let's get started. Yay! I'm so excited to be doing another episode with you guys. Today is a very fun topic for me to talk about because as you probably know, I haven't always been a personal trainer. I haven't always been a coach and where you are right now, I can probably relate to it on some level. I've been in your shoes in some way, shape or form. So today, what I'm going to be talking to you guys about is a few things I wish I knew when I started lifting. So this isn't things I wish I knew when I started exercising per se. This is what I wish I knew when I started lifting. So I have five things listed out. I plan on sticking to those, but you never know where this is going to (laughs) go. So I'm just going to jump right into it. The first thing I wish I knew when I started lifting was There isn't just one right form. I see this all the time. People are so, so concerned about is their form perfect? And they'll be watching videos of how to perfect their form. You know, like for example, with the squat, it's, oh, feet hip width apart and toes facing straight forward. And don't let your knees pass your toes and keep your torso upright and keep your spine straight. And it's all these little things that, Maybe for one person that works great, but honestly, with my experience, that's actually not the right form for a lot of people. And that form is actually impossible (laughs) for some people too, because the way our bodies are shaped on a structural level. So not just the different muscles that you naturally use or that you've come to use because of your lifestyle. This is your bone structure I'm talking about. So your bone structure affects the way that you should be moving it within a certain movement and also depending on your goals. So obviously there's lots of different kinds of squats and depending on how you place your feet and the length of your torso compared to the length of your femur and your shins, this is going to affect all of these things. For some people, they literally have to lean over when they do a squat. For some people, they cannot do a narrow stance squat. There are other things they need to address first. And sometimes their anatomy just doesn't allow for that. And the reason I wish I knew this is because I was so, so worried about my form and I was always comparing it. Like, what can I do better? And it just never felt right. And I was like, why can't I do this? It feels so wrong. That's why, that's why I couldn't do it and trying to do it 
not necessarily the wrong way, the wrong way for me and the wrong way for my goal, trying to do it that way for so long actually led to creating a lot of problems um, in the way that I, for example, my squat, my squat, I struggled with my squat for so, so long and I couldn't figure out why. And I was doing everything that fitness professionals are telling me to do or who I thought were fitness professionals. <laughs> I was doing all the things and it just wasn't working. And I, I would look at my squat and I'm like, I'm doing it. So why doesn't it look right? Why does this feel so horrible? And it's because it wasn't right for my body. It just wasn't right for my body. So we, this is like another subject for another time, which I would love to do an episode on, but that's why I want to encourage you guys to not be so caught up in perfecting your form and comparing it exactly to what another person is doing. Maybe what they're doing is great for them, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's right for you. And that's why it's so important to be educated on anatomy and how your body moves and how to figure out the perfect squat stance for you and how high your hips should be in a deadlift and all these different little things that really, really matter. Okay. So that's the first one that there isn't just one right form. Second thing I wish I knew is working out every day. Isn't better. I would be so, so worried about what would happen with my strength gains. If I missed a day working out now, I would, I worked out six days a week lifting, lifting six days a week. And I would take one day off to rest. And even on this rest day, I felt obligated to do something like, Oh, well, I should go, yo, go, go yoga. <laughs> I should go on a walk. I should do yoga. I should do Pilates. I should do something active. I need to, I should go ride my bike because I just felt like I had to be moving my body and I need to be like exercising constantly or else something bad would happen. And this was really put into my head by the media and what I saw other people doing. And I was so afraid of gaining weight, but honestly, this held me back from getting stronger, which kind of leads me into my next one, but I'm going to try and recap this here, but your body can only handle so much stress. You're, you need to be thinking about like, there is a minimum dose that we can exercise in order to elicit the response we are looking for, but there's also a maximum dose. So yes, you could totally exercise every single day. You could exercise two times a day, seven days a week, and you would survive. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that's what you're supposed to do. Just because our bodies can do something doesn't mean that's what they're supposed to do. More isn't always better. And that's the same with exercise. Yes, we should be exercising. We should be doing something active every day, like I've said before, but it shouldn't necessarily be a full blown workout every single day. So this leads me into my third thing that I wish I knew train hard, recover harder. You may have heard this before. And the reasoning behind this is, okay, so let's start with train hard. You need to train hard because you need to tell your body what you want it to do. You can't expect it to do something new without teaching it that new thing. So if you want it to get stronger, you have to give it a reason to do that. So what's the reason that you're giving it? Like, is it just lifting some little weights that don't really fatigue you or that's not really challenging. If it's not challenging, your body won't respond to a challenge because it's not there. 
So you do need to push yourself. So at the end of each set, you shouldn't feel totally maxed out. There is a place for maxing out when you are working out. Um, that's another subject. There is a place for that. However, it shouldn't be with every single set and it shouldn't be with every single exercise. In general, you want to feel like you could do one to two more with perfect form, not more, not less. And this is the sweet spot for getting stronger. So imagine you could, that feeling that you would have when you can only do one or two more reps. That's hard. Yeah. You're not dying. You're not like, Oh my God, I can't do that again. It's not like that, but it's a challenge. And it should feel like it and it should be obvious. That's how you should be feeling. And unless you are achieving that feeling, you're not going to get stronger very quickly if you do. So that's the train hard piece, but also you need to recover harder. So when you work out, that is a stress for your body. When you, you're, you are basically making little micro tears in the muscle fibers because you're putting stress on them with lifting weights and you need to rebuild those in order for you, you to be able not only to do that again, but to do it better again. So if you want to be able to walk into the gym the next week and lift more weight, you have to have recovered. And that takes a lot of work. So you can't just keep working out every day, working the same muscle groups over and over and over again. Repeatedly, you have to give them time to rest, to rebuild and to rebuild stronger than they were before. Have you checked out my membership yet? It's called Strong with Estelle. Strong with Estelle is a year-long fitness membership that can also be done month to month. It's different from any other membership out there because I'm not just handing you workouts. I'm also educating you. Education is the foundation of all my programs, so naturally, it has to be the foundation of my membership. Education is what enabled me to get to where I am today, fitness-wise. If I hadn't educated myself, I would still be stuck doing HIIT workouts, blindly supplementing, starving myself, relying on workouts I saved from trainers on Instagram, and wondering why in the world I wasn't getting stronger or how in the world I could maintain this pace for my whole life. All your workouts are mapped out for a full year. You have access to a growing series of 30 plus educational video lessons on topics from how to get stronger, determining your perfect form, recovery, nutrition, training on vacation, getting on track and staying on track, rep ranges, energy systems, and more. You'll get all of that and be a part of a community of women you can relate to and who can relate back to you. You do not need to be alone in this process because what you want is normal and totally attainable. And you'll feel that and know that when you have community support from these women and of course myself too. Check out the link in the show notes to learn more and enroll. Um. Yeah. So that's that little piece. That was number three, train hard, recover harder, some recovery tips. Okay. So let me give you some recovery trip trips. <laughs> let me give you some recovery tips. Um, some things that I personally do. 
I honestly don't stretch that much. I'm still very flexible. Now I'll do some stretching here and there. And I know that I need to pay special attention to my hips and shoulders as do a lot of people. So I will stretch those a little bit more, give them a little bit extra love. But sometimes people think that recovery is all about stretching. And if you want to stretch and if that makes you feel good, go for it, go do that. But that is not the number one tool for recovery. That is not it. So yes, you could do a little bit of stretching, but you need to make sure that you're getting enough food. You need to make sure you're getting enough food, enough protein, meeting macro and micro nutrients. So minerals here, we're talking, talking about minerals as well. You need to reduce stressors in other areas of life. So use, do things like red light therapy, get massages, do cupping, um, try to minimize toxins, try to eliminate as much mental and emotional stress as you can. Like if you can find light bulbs that are low flicker, that is so much easier for our nervous system. Make sure you're hydrated, but don't be doing those things like a gallon of water challenge. Like make sure that your, your water is clean and that you're getting hydration from good sources, even like fruit juices and bone broths and have a variety of protein. So not just chicken breasts, <laughs> you can chill on the chicken breast. You can have things like beef and pork and lamb and bison and even liver and collagen and gelatin. There are so many different sources, dairy, all these things, like they contain so many more nutrients than vegetables. You can lay off the vegetables and you can have some bioavailable protein because that is what is going to help you get stronger. That's what's going to give you the nutrients you need, not the broccoli. <laughs> went on a little rant there about food, but I feel really passionate about that because that's what another thing I did wrong for so, so long. And it really held me back. It didn't just hold me back. It brought me back. So that leads me into tip number four. You need bioavailable protein. So if you are relying on quote, clean plant proteins that is not helping you, that is irritating your digestive system, your body cannot absorb non-animal forms of protein. It's true. It might be able to absorb like, I don't know, maybe like two or 3% of it. Um, but it's going to do so much more harm than good. And I don't say this to scare you. I have plants in my diet, but I'm not relying on them as a protein source. That's a completely different story. So you really need to be getting your protein from like I said, animals, and this is, this is the kind of protein that your body can absorb and utilize. And like the little rant I just went on, it's going to give you the nutrients that you need to. So you can't look at foods in isolation, just as this is a carb. This is a fat. This is a protein. There's different kinds of carbs. There's different kinds of fats. There's different kinds of proteins, right? So not all proteins are created equally. And plant proteins are far less superior than animal proteins. You need to be getting them from animal sources. So there's actually a whey protein I um, recently found on Amazon that is very reasonably priced and it is um, 
it's from a good source as well. It's called NorCal Organics. I'm going to put it in the description, but I love this brand in my post-workout. I've been having some orange juice. Sometimes I'll put some coconut water in it, maybe some pineapple juice with a couple scoops of this whey protein. So that's 20 grams of protein. And if you do have, um, lactose issues, whey does not have lactose. So if you're looking at things like Cassian, um, that it, that has lactose and it's also Cassian is also a popular source of, um, protein post-workout, but it can, for some people with dairy issues, if you've cut that out for a long time, that might bother you. Whereas whey, especially when it's from a good source will not bother you. I've had other clients who are like, no, I can't have whey. It really bugs me when they have a good quality whey, they have zero problems. In fact, they feel a lot better. So make sure you're getting protein from a bioavailable source. And the fifth thing I wish I knew when I started lifting was please don't do deficits while you're trying to gain strength. And it's true that it is possible to get stronger while you are eating in a calorie deficit, but I don't recommend this for people who have digestive issues, people who have hormonal issues, people who have metabolic issues, um, because that means your body's already under a lot of stress and calorie deficits can be stressful. Um, it needs to be done in a very strategic way so that um, your body still feels supported. Um, but what I did in my past is I went into a very, very extreme deficit, probably nearly a thousand calories under what I should have been eating while I was lifting and that along with other stress factors in my life, I actually lost my period. My body was like, no, you are under too much stress to, to support another life. <laughs> We're just gonna uh, stop this, um, non essential function for the time being. And I'm much healthier now. I'm happy to say, but I actually see and hear this very, very often that women are asking their bodies to do way too much. And things like this are happening. And they're like, why is this happening? I don't understand. I'm doing all these great things for my body. I'm trying to lose weight. I'm lifting weights. And it's like, yeah, those things are both really stressful. Calorie deficits are stressful. Lifting weights can be stressful if you're not giving your body what it needs during this time. So what, I, unless you are the ultimate picture of health and you're doing this supervised with the help of a professional, I do not recommend being in a calorie deficit while you're trying to get stronger. That doesn't mean you can't lift or like maintain the strength that you have while in a calorie deficit, but please don't be trying to force your body to get stronger while you're in a deficit, because you can kind of see like in order to build your body has to get that from somewhere. So where is it getting the building blocks, right? Well, it's going to get those building blocks from your, from the food specifically protein. But if it's not getting a lot of that anyways, that's really hard. <laughs> so deficits are not the time or um, strength building is typically not the time for calorie deficits. So I'm just going to recap here. My five tips are not five tips. Well, I guess they're tips, five things. I wish I knew before I started lifting one, there isn't just one right form Two, working out every day. Isn't better. Three train hard, recover harder Four, you need bioavailable protein protein from an animal five 
no calorie deficits while gaining strength. I appreciate you guys so, so much for tuning into my little podcast. You have no idea how much this means to me. And it would mean the world to me. If you liked this episode, please leave a review or even if, you know, just leave, leave a review. I would love it. Um, you can give the little stars. You can type something about what you liked, share this on Instagram, share it with your friends and fair fairy, <laughs> share it with your friends and family. Um, I would really, really greatly appreciate it because when you share it and when you um, leave comments and reviews, that helps me to grow and to reach more people. So thank you once again for tuning in to my podcast. I'm so glad you were able to catch this episode of Fitness Beyond Aesthetics. I hope that it helped bring more clarity to your life within the health and fitness world, and that in turn empowers you to keep moving forward. I don't believe we will ever have the answers to everything, but we can continue to learn and keep an open mind. If there's a topic you'd like to learn more about, please email me using the link in the show notes. If you'd like to explore different ways to work together, check out my website at estellecfitness.com. That's Estelle, my name, the letter C for my middle name, and the word fitness.com. If you want to get to know me better, I highly suggest following me on Instagram at Estelle C Fitness. I'd love it if you sent me a DM to connect, or if you just want to stalk me on there, that's fine too. Until next time, friend, have a lovely day.